passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbson. Join with Reed Bacon. We have a great episode today. There's not a ton of Tennessee news going on, so we answer some of y'all's questions. Uh, some of the stuff you've left in the comment section on YouTube, we get to answer them um, and go down memory lane a little bit, a little off tangent, you know how Reed is. But it's a very fun podcast. Can't wait to get into it. So let's start it up. The game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score: Tennessee twenty, Florida seventeen. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So now is the time to sign up. At Bet Online. you can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. 
All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, another exciting podcast for you. I have to apologize to, to start um, for last week's video on YouTube. For those who watch on YouTube, it uh, was not loading the HD version of it, which is used on mobile devices. So if you pull it up on your computer, uh, your desktop, you could probably watch it, but not on mobile devices. So not sure what was happening there, but it's fine now. So if you want to go back and watch, you very much can. Um, but I appreciate you guys being very patient with me. You know, I'm, I'm the, I'm a dumb jock. So I'm just trying to figure all this stuff out. Uh, but before we get into the full episode, as always, Reed, how we doing, bud? Yeah. Hello. What's up, big, what's up, big boy? Um, doing well, doing well, just, uh, yeah, good weekend. Um, Played a little golf, uh, played really, really well Friday night, just played nine after work, uh, played horrendous on Saturday. So, you know, that's how, that's how it goes. goes. Yeah, Sunday. So I ahead. just learned this today uh, off listening to something. That, do you know, like, your handicap is the is ranked off your best score the past 20 times you've played? You know, that's that's what it is. Where'd you hear that? I, I like heard that on Barstool. It was like no. some of the, it was, it was those Barstool guys that like follow golf and like do all the PGA stuff. Jesus Christ, man. You, you look sketchy. Right. <laughs> you had a ranch all over your mouth, bro. I got it. <gasps> Um, no, you, you, the common, I think they take like – they don't take like your lowest or they don't take your worst, but it's not just one round. That's crazy. I could go out and – Well, it, that's, that's what they say. It's like your handicap is like you playing your best. This is what you, you – oh, sure, Like sure. you playing your best would score an 80, so you have a minus – you have an eight handicap. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, you could but easily go not, out there and score a hundred. Yeah, bad just day. Off, it's not just off one. They, I know that that I know that handicaps don't take necessarily your worst, but it's definitely not based on just one round. Uh, but there's, but no, I don't. I don't think that's right. Okay, whatever, Reed. Well, I'll look it up and bring it since you think Barstool is the greatest of everything. But I didn't think that. I was just like, I heard this today. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll look into it, but no, that's not correct. Um, yeah, you let me know on your research. Anyway, um, back. I did not play golf this weekend. I actually went to a uh, chicks concert. Oh, great! Here's Annie, the old favorite. Hey, no! <laughs> Stop barking. This is this could be one for the book. I wasn't even finished, was finished talking about my weekend before you. <laughs> I wasn't even finished. Hey! <laughs> Enough! No! Karen, come get her. No! No! I love this. I'm gonna have to turn down your your volume and editing. It's all right. So, anyways, I wouldn't finish talking about my weekend. I said. I had a great mass service on Sunday, came home, watched the open championship, which I haven't bet in I haven't bet in a long time. 
Um, matter of fact, you can't bet in Florida. So when I was down in Naples, I didn't bet. Plus, the last thing I had bet on was a futures bet for the Celtics to win the championship. And I bet on that, like, second round. Of the, like, when they beat, I think, the Nets, I went ahead and threw futures on them. So I had had some action, but I hadn't placed anything else. But yesterday – And he I, did I, it on betonline.ag. But anyways, I, I didn't even get to finish. I was going to say I did it on betonline.ag. But anyways – so I said, you know what? I said, I like Rory. And I and he's like, I like a bunch of different golfers, but I was like, I wouldn't mind to see him win. No, yeah. I said, but I said, but I for some reason when it comes to gambling, I was like, I just don't feel it. Like I I I just I don't know why, but I waited till like a few holes in. And once Cam um Cameron Smith started heating up, I was like, look at my dad's like, this is not the guy with his putter that you want on your heels. I was like, no. if he catches, if he catches fire, he's one of those guys that like, he's kind of just like a machine, like, you know, like Patrick Cantlay had a couple of times like that. Uh, Scotty Scheffler had a couple of times like that recently, and there's been tons of golfers uh, uh, over history. I'm just saying recently. I mean, obviously Tiger, you know, or Jack or whoever else when they get in the zone, like it's just it's just unstoppable. Rory's had those times, but yeah, you know, all all the. But I told my dad, I said, speaking just a putting. I said, it's like when I'm watching Steph Curry play basketball, I'm more surprised when he misses than his mates. And so it's the same thing with two golfers for me was uh, Cameron Smith um, this this time and at the players earlier this year. One just like putting wise, it was just like, oh, my gosh. And then Jordan Spieth back in like 14 and 15. Every time Spieth was in his heyday before he started having the yips and kind of struggling, like anytime he stepped over a putt, I was like, it's going in. And it was like, and it was always clutch too. It was always super clutch putt. So, well, dude, Cameron on that back nine. I mean, if it was in fifty feet, he like he was making it. Like it was ridiculous the putts that he was making. And and it, like, I don't want to like shit on Rory, but dude, he just not like you can't just make one birdie in the back nine. I I know like, I agree. But that's just it's, how golf is. I mean, I, know. I, went out, I went out Friday night after work, a little bit tired, didn't warm up or anything. And I go out there, have two birdies. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm lucky if I have two birdies in 18 holes. I had two birdies, you know, in nine and uh, ended up shooting like a 38. And that's with a double on number eight. We played the back. We only played nine, but we played the back. And I had a double on 18 and it wasn't I, I wasn't like my butthole wasn't tied I wasn't freaking out by my score I didn't even know what my score was yeah. I was just out there kind of vibing we played it was my dad and one of our neighbors and we're just having a good time and um my drive was pretty good second shot wasn't great but then I pulled my third one and I put myself on the if anyone's played at Holston Hills like I put myself on the left back side of the green and you just don't want to be there and so I ended up doubling and still shot 38 and so I wasn't like, ooh, I can't wait to play tomorrow. I'm going to play great because I don't get like that anymore. Like, younger, yeah. Reed, younger Reed was like that. And if I'd go out there and within four holes, if I wasn't playing well, I was like, okay, you know, it's just like I'm done. Mm -hmm. But I go out the next day, less than 24 hours, and I feel totally different. So it's just yeah. – it's a crazy thing. Yeah, I did. I mean, golf always gets me like that. I mean, I would say the one time I want to play the most is after watching – tournaments on, on you know on tv it's just like after the masters i'm like dying 
dying to get on any golf, like anywhere. Please just let well, me play. The Masters is also too because it's the first one of the year, so you're like ready to get into it. But it was funny because my dad did go play yesterday at three o'clock, and I was like, I don't know why. I was like, I, I called you. We were talking about doing the pod. You were like half asleep. I was like, dude, I'm just out of it. Like, I just want to go like rest and lay down. So I went and swam in the pool with Annie and just hung out with her for a little bit and then went and laid down. I was like, I didn't even feel like playing yesterday, so I was out of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, my weekend I went to uh, the Chicks concert, which was previous Dixie Chicks, now the Chicks, uh, down in Atlanta. My wife and her family. She's very close with her mom and sister, and you know they grew up on that. And I mean, they do have very fire songs. Like you can't say that like "Landslide" isn't a good song, or you know. Cowboy, take me away. Like they're actually very good country songs, and I enjoy country music. So I was like, okay, sure, let's do it, you know. And I actually had a very, very good time. They put on a very good concert. It was an amphitheater, which is always really cool, like outside concerts. How many people were there? Oh, dude, it was packed. I mean, as many people as could fit in that amphitheater, I would say. 10, 15, like 10,000. So chicks are still doing some slight numbers even nowadays? Oh, yeah. Well, they apparently they just came out with a new album. So that's why they're doing this tour. But they're, you know, all of their old songs are in it. So brother, did Darren, your brother-in-law go? No, he he had to he had to stay back and watch a watch the dog. So he wasn't able to go. But uh, it was so funny. This is hilarious. There was uh, a guitar player in the band that was like a young kid, like probably 21, 22. And he had, you know, like the TikTok haircut with like the little wavy kind of hair flowing back. Oh, like, like almost like the Jack, Har- Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah. It, but, but it was wavy. It wasn't curly. He yeah. just looked so like he was attractive, like cool looking dude was just like ripping at the guitar in the back young guy and i was like bro that you know he just cleans up what do you mean cleans up <laughs> i mean this guy gets whoever he wants like any girl that walks up to him, he can get her their number like guaranteed he's like cool he plays guitar he's part of a band the the chicks and he's a good looking dude he's young and then you get like 75% into the show and uh, what's her name? The lead singer is like, you know, introducing everybody. And, and then she's like, and my son is also here playing with us. Uh, Slade. His name is Slade. And she just pans over to him and the crowd erupts. It's 90% women there. They erupt. They're they like, love yeah, this we love you, Slade. Yeah. Yeah, Slade, I love you. I was like, are you kidding me? This guy's name is Slade? Like that's the Slade, ultimate. Is it Slay or Slade? S L A D E Slade. I was like, oh. this, like this is like this guy is like set up to be this person. Like that's who he is. Like his name is who he is. Can you go ahead and um, elaborate or, uh, or elaborate for us individuals on what you mean by clean up? <laughs> I think everyone could get the gist. Yeah. Um, 
I was just mad when I found out you went because I was like, dude, if it was a girl's trip, you could have stayed in Nashville or come here and we could have like hung out and, you know, had some guy time. Yeah. I mean, yes, but it wasn't just a girl's trip. There was like also uh, my mother-in-law's friends that she's had for a very long time that they also listened to Dixie Chicks and it it was a family gathering. So I was like, I I will definitely go. I want to hang out with you know, the wife, make her happy. I like when you make me happy. <laughs> That's right. This hour a week I deal with you. It's pretty important. I need to, I need to keep you, keep you happy. All right. So anyways, folks, as you guys see, we're just talking right now. We are talking questions. We're going to do just a whole pod on answering questions. Um, there's, we haven't had really any other recruiting news. Um, <laughs> And we, uh, it's SEC media week, but uh, Coach Hype and the boys haven't talked yet, so we might cover that next week. So we're just going to answer yeah. a bunch of Yeah, plus, I mean, dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> how, how many, like, legit answers are you going to get? You know, like, who cares? No one's telling the full truth of any of these things. You can't. Yeah, You're not allowed to. You'd literally be a detriment to you and your team if you told the full truth of any of the questions. So that's why it's like very much, you know, like if we have guys on this podcast, I'd rather ask them what's their favorite place to eat and what would you do in this blocking scheme? Or, you know, why would you run this route this way? What's your technique here? Because they're going to answer that truthfully. I'm not going to ask them, hey, who do you like at quarterback better? Or – who's the best offensive lineman on the team or who's the best, you know, this guy. It's like, you can't, those kind of questions are just, nah. Well, yeah. And if you ask who the best on the, <laughs> ask who the best on the team is that everyone just says themselves, which I get that. Yeah. Anyway, or Reed Bacon. I have to start this off. So Ariel. Uh, my, hey, you got to lock her up, bro. Karen, you got to take her downstairs. Seriously. <laughs> Like, enough's enough. <laughs> Go give her some treats or something. Are you trying to be a professional here? I hear Karen trying to go, come on, let's go downstairs. I got you. <laughs> All right. So, oh, yeah, Ariel, my lovely girlfriend, texted me and said, hey, I got a question for the pod. She <laughs> goes, what's your favorite UT game ever? And she goes, the one with me, question mark. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> she and I I took her to the first one last year. That was her first UT game. That was her first, like, big-time college football game. Uh, But I actually will answer that question, uh, honestly. Um, It's got to be my first game ever. And my first game ever, like I've said on this pod, was 1998 Florida. That was was my first ever game. And, you know, and I went with my – Yeah, I went with my dad. We we were sitting – um, in section B behind, like up, like we had some really, really good seats at the time and they were right under the underhang. Um, and all I remember is when they missed the kick and we're trying to leave and students were trying to get down to go to rush the field. And, uh, my dad, like 
was very scared because he has me. I was probably like in third or fourth grade and all these college kids are rushing and he thinks he's about to get stampeded. So he's, he's like trying to yell and stop them and stop them. And they're a bunch of college kids, man. They're excited. Like they're just full out. So and they're hammered. Yeah, exactly. So they, he got a whole group of them coming and he hauls back and just clocks this guy and knocks, <laughs> knocks him. I don't, I don't know if he knocked him out, but he knocked him to the ground. And he's like, and he's like, stop, 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 stop. And then we, we set, it was our, it was a uh, two of our five um, <laughs> season tickets. So the other three were on the other side. So we didn't have any other, the other family was on the other side of the field and V yeah. we set at these seats all the time. And there was two older gentlemen that sat behind us. Great guys. Well, they were like trying to like, stop, stop, stop. Like trying to let me get out. And they're like, hold up. So yeah, my dad reared back caught this guy right in his jaw and just like took it like i said i don't think he knocked him out but he took him to the ground and the next <laughs> knows he's yelling like stop and they just keep running he rears back to do it again and the girl's like no 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 no, no. <laughs> he was about to he's about to hit a girl but and so that that stopped it and so we got out and we're able to shimmy around but i remember uh i remember what, my mom, what a memorable day for you <laughs> oh yeah 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 i mean it was the it was my first ut game ever we beat florida i remember the car ride home because my mom and grandfather rode over to pick us up. And I just remember being in the back of that car and hearing the radio and seeing the college kids carrying the goalposts down Nayland Drive because we, we live out east. And so we were driving back east. And, yeah, it, that's my first game ever. It's, it, that, I don't think I could have picked a better game to be at. And no, I don't think you could have. Um, I was not at that game. So that is definitely not mine. Um, Yours would I be was like younger. When- <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's like different, like as a fan and playing, right? Which one is your favorite? When I was younger, I didn't get the chance to go to like the big games. Like it was very much like, yeah, I got to go to UT Martin. You know, I got to go to Western Kentucky, like that kind of stuff. So they weren't necessarily memorable. Once I got a little older, I was able to go to SEC Championship in 04, the SEC Uh Championship in 07. Yep, yep. And I would pick those, but we lost. So um, I would have to say, as a spectator and fan, my favorite game is 2016 Florida. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I mean, mean, it has to be. There's no way I can pick anything else above it. We broke the streak. It was right after I got done playing. It was – I missed out on the validation of – actually being on the field, but it was as close as you can get. So I remember I remember Butch afterwards. He was like, he's like, this is just special. He's like, we got former players. He's like, we got Kyler Kerberson down and the he said your name. He's like, we got he's like Kyler Kerberson's down here celebrating with us and celebrate with all the guys. He's like this is a big deal for all of all nation, you know, just like yeah. politicians speaking it up. Yeah, he's politician is speaking it up. You it, on the backs of like one of the biggest VFLs, this local Knoxville guy who's been a fan his entire life, who was a fan of Tennessee way more than he is a fan of Butch Jones. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. He came down to the locker room. Yeah. But like you're not gonna see NFL guys come down to the lot like they might, but they ain't gonna be drunk and excited like I was hugging every single person with tears. You were crying. You were crying. Yeah, I was crying my eyes out. Because you're soft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's our first what's our first question? Okay. Uh so I did want to like call out some of these people 
uh, for asking the question. So I'm going to try and go through the comment section of our YouTube. But that make, that means I'm looking down and not saying anything. Um, but, okay, so one question I did write down and see uh, from Kevin Hamilton is, is the Tennessee media an independent force or are they part of the Tennessee in-house complex? So he's pretty much asking, like, do they have – like power over things or are they controlling the media? Tennessee in and of itself, head coach, AD, everyone behind the scenes are controlling the media, but the media doesn't want that to happen. It is literally just them giving them, giving the media the answers that they want to give them. They do not have to say anything to them. The media is not trying to give other teams an advantage. So a lot of times, if Jimmy Himes gets an interview with the head coach, if one of the media guys who's been here for a while gets an interview with people, he doesn't put out everything. He understands. He's politicking. He's not going to put out everything that he hears, but he will put out some important stuff and some stuff that maybe has some weight. But nobody's getting the full truth. People would ask me this after I got done playing or literally my last year, like when Butch is like doing this, like coach speak and like, you know, talking to the media, like, you know, when he does say stuff about injuries, but then the guy doesn't play, like what's going on? Like, why isn't that the same? And I would tell him every time, y'all, he's not going to tell you the truth. He's going to lie to you. I Like if you can hear the information, so can everyone else. And why in the heck would he tell every other team we're playing who's injured. Like it, you got to keep every, like you got to keep that stuff in house, keep it secret. So I, you have to take every single interview with a grain of salt. Like I will, I mean, are you kidding me? How, how many of the things that I've, I said on this podcast that you fans have listened to that you never heard before? Well, I mean, I could have said them when I was there and playing and getting interviewed. I got interviewed almost every day, but I didn't. I waited because at that time it was detrimental to us right now. It doesn't matter. Cause you were scared. Of little- <laughs> I was scared. Oh, butch toes. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I saw that question. I'm glad you caught that one and brought it up. Uh, and matter. And I haven't answered all the ones from this past. We try to go on there and answer or comment. So I'm going to go on and try to comment to other people's comments, but you know, that was a good question. Like these media people, I'm not going to say they're puppets, but like they, they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. I mean, if they go over there and do something stupid and, and the athletic director or coach Heupel or someone else doesn't want them there, they're not going to be there. They're very, they already have very limited access anyways. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to ruin their, instead of being there for, you know, seven periods or eight periods, they're not going to ruin that. I mean, they just get told what they get told. Now, maybe they see something they can report on, like, this guy was not at practice or, like, we did not see him during the time we were there. A lot of the – yeah, that's for the media. And then some of the recruiting guys, I mean, those guys are just always going out and trying to talk to the recruits, trying to chase them down, seeing what they hear, giving feedback if they're talking to family members of recruits or coaches of recruits. So, like, that's maybe a little bit different. But, yeah, if it's coming from UT, like, it's – it's always going to be what the coach and what the athletic director wants. And like, it's stupid to think anything else because 
you know. I guarantee, I guarantee, I mean, we've probably been as honest as anybody could because, A, we're, like, we're smaller and, like, they probably don't even know, like, what we're even talking about on the thing. But, like, I guarantee. They have no idea. They have no idea. I know. But I guarantee if, like, a coach saw what we we report after we go to to practice and they're like, hey, like, you guys, like, not talk about this, then we probably, (laughs) A, we wouldn't, and B, we probably wouldn't be asked to come back to practice. Exactly. I don't, I do not want my practice uh, credentials taken away from me. Right. Um, let me see if I can find another one. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Kyle Slaughter. So his question is, did the team have to walk around on pins and needles with the worry that Butch was going to flip the F out at any moment? He just seemed like one of those guys that went zero to a hundred and lost it. Um, yes, is the answer to that. Uh, in a way that like when you're in high school or peewee or middle school football, your coach almost seems higher than anything else. Like he, like he seems elevated. Like he's even more important than your parents in a way when you're in college, he is important. And he is an authority figure, but at the same time, it does get to a point where you're like, well, I mean, he's being ridiculous. Like I really didn't do anything. There was no issue and he can't really do much to me. I mean, unless you're skipping class, smoking weed, you know, getting in trouble outside of football, they can't kick you off the team or take away your scholarship. So really just like do what you're supposed to and you'll be fine. Um, But it was definitely like that. You did not want your name on a loudspeaker at practice. Like that was not, was not what you wanted. You didn't want him looking at you, paying attention to you. And, you know, I don't know what your time was like at Memphis, but you could say that about Pemberton, our first two years at Knoxville Catholic, like, he was a guy who was, it, it was scary. Like you don't want to be on the wrong side of him. So sometimes I do think it's very good to have a head coach like that, where you won't mess up because he's holding you accountable and you don't want that wrath. I'm glad you brought up Pemberton because I think once Pemberton left Catholic, that's why we weren't as good. I mean, it's just, he, a, he was a great, he's a great coach. I mean, he was, he ran a great program. He was good on game days. He was a hell of an offensive play caller for his wing tee and we all we all had a I think it was the best kind of scared respect for him because he was like coach coach Bremerton wasn't a dick like he he wouldn't like your respect that's that's the big one yeah like he didn't demean people like he wouldn't look and be like hey Reed like what you doing like you got to step inside this way and be this he's like you know like like, you know, you suck. Like, what are you doing? Like, he wouldn't do that. He would just be like, hey, this is what we need. And, like, he would get fired up. But when he'd get fired up, it was more like to the team. I don't really ever remember him getting super fired up to individuals. I mean, I think the only time I ever remember is I think some scout team player, like, wasn't paying attention and, like, almost, like, ran into Harrison's, like, knees or, like, maybe ran into, like, somebody and he was like all right what are we doing like you know pay attention but i got i got i got yelled at by pemberton one time did you for what 
he put in a jumbo package ahead of a playoff game, and I was to be the extra offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, I remember And that day in gym class, I was playing basketball with some other guys, and literally was like running after it, like running towards the ball and bending down while running to pick it up and literally just got like a back spasm it in my low back just locked up on me and I like couldn't move it killed so it was literally that day in practice he's integrating this thing so that I would play and he was furious like you're playing freaking basketball like you don't care enough about this like I and that was like a low point for Kyler because I had other guys. I mean, this is honest truth. Sophomore year, I did not start for varsity, but I had probably five or six other guys in my grade that started. So it looked like what a waste of size and talent this guy is that he can't start on varsity. So that all into it, it's playoffs. We're undefeated. And I finally get a chance and I squander it by playing some basketball in gym class. You know, it's fine. Everything worked out, but it was definitely like, I remember sitting there at practice in sweats because it's cold as crap outside in, you know, November and just being like, I'm an idiot. Like what a piece of shit I am. (laughs) Like I'm the worst. He'd say something to you like in, in his office. No. He yelled at me out in the field. Hmm. Like, he wanted to make an example of, like, this is why we don't play basketball. Would you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, granted, like, I just mean, like, we respected him and, like, it was a good fear. It wasn't like he wasn't a piece of garbage. He wasn't a piece of garbage at all. He would love up on people, like, you know, after. And, like, I just always thought he was a really good – I mean, I I loved him. I thought he was a great coach. I remember for one time – Tyler, our, our buddy Tyler Williams and I, it was maybe our sophomore year. So I played – all I played was special teams. But, I mean, I was proud of that. I mean, at, at Catholic, we were awesome. And so I played special teams. And Tyler was playing special teams. And he was like our nickel that they would bring in for that package. And so he was playing. And we were, we were arguing about something stupid. Like, I swear I think we were arguing, like, about, like, NFL or like college football or something so stupid. And he and I just kept going back and forth and Pemberton like yelled at us to like cut it out in, in, in film. And for whatever reason, someone's like, he, Tyler said something or I said something and we said it again. And he said something, he's like, he just goes, you two after film, he's like play pushes on the field. And I was just like, Oh no. And he's the one, he didn't send another coach to do our punishment. He came out there, but like yeah. he, he, he crushed us pretty good. But he was like, guys, like, like you two are like two of our, you know, better up and coming players. You know, like we need you guys to lock in. Like, you know, like he he was he like you know wore us out. But then after he wore us out, he was like, hey, like this is why I did this and stuff. But yeah. but other than that, like the last thing I'll say, he was that perfect amount of like respect. But then like if he said something to you. It was like you said, it was like, oh my gosh, like it just made my day. I kid you not. I was walking in to, to school or walking into a class or something. So it was like, I was like one of the only people in the hallway. 
and he was sitting over on the bench with Coach Toller and with uh, Officer Rada, the police officer, that bench right there outside of the gymnasium. So I was like walking in the main door going, and I was like, Ted, and I was like, hey, Coach, like, and I said, hey, to all three of them. And he goes, hey. He goes, uh, nice. And it was the Monday after we played Austin East in the playoffs. He's like, uh, you got you got away with one on Friday night, didn't you? And I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I saw you get the the two blocks on uh, on punt. We were Luke Smith was punting out of our end zone, so I was like, it was playoffs. Like I was panicking. I was like, dude, I can't give. And I was like the second man. So I was like, I can't give up a, a, a block punt. And they were bringing two guys in our thing. So, and I'm like, all right, like, don't, we can't get this pump block. Like, what, what do you do? So, <laughs> so I go off, I go off, I have a good block on the first guy. And I see the second one and I extend a little bit and I just get like the old, like veteran move. I yeah. grab, but I, and when I grab, I don't hold, but I get a grab tug. And so it pulls the guy and Luke ends up booming the punt. And so anyways, he's like, He's like, you that got would have been a safety if you. He, he was like, he was like, you got away with the one on Friday night, didn't? You? And I said, I said, yeah. I was like, I, I wasn't giving up. I said, I wasn't giving up a block. I was like, if they caught me for a safety, they caught me for a safety. But I wasn't giving up a touchdown. He goes, he goes, no. He goes, it was a hell of a block. He's like, he's like, you know, great play or something. And I kid you not, like that, like not only made my day, that like made my week because like I was a, I was a sophomore. Yeah. Like dude. I was like, you know, I mean, it was. You were like, I mean, literally that happened, and I guarantee you're just like, dude, I'm going to start next year. <laughs> I mean, it was just like – it was just so cool, though, that he said that. And, like, that. those are the little moments that, like – that's why he wasn't a dick. Like, a dick coach would have been like, you know, what are you doing, bacon? You late the class? <laughs> like, trying to make a joke. But, like, he was like – you know, he was a good dude. Anyways, next yes. question. Yes, I love that. I could tell even more high school stories, honestly, if, if we had more time. Um, okay. Here's another one that I thought was good. Uh, Pat Johnson said, Kyler, how underrated do you think Zach Rogers was? And do you think he was the fastest wide receiver on the team as a fellow white boy? He was my favorite at the time. LOL. Great pod fellas. Um, Pat, I appreciate your question. It's actually very funny. I work for Rogers build right now in Nashville, Tennessee, who is uh, a Austin Rogers, Zach Rogers, older brother and former wide receiver at Tennessee, the owner of, uh, which we do custom home builds. So I am actually close with the Rogers family. And yes, Zach Rogers was severely underrated. Um, I... I mean, he's got stiff competition for speed at that time with Justin Hunter and Cordero Patterson. Um, even Devron Young in like a quick 40 or 60 meter was very fast. Uh, but I would definitely say Zach was up there. Zach was one of the fastest guys on the team. Very underrated and Man, like, talk about a consistent dude that Tyler Bray could rely on. Like, yeah, you want to get the ball in, in CP's hands because he's just a freaking playmaker. And Justin Hunter can jump over anyone, literally anyone. He had a seven-foot uh, high jump in high school. 
So you want to get good? those? Huh? Is that good? <laughs> Might be. Um, if you want to get those guys the ball, but like if Zach would have played in a different time period, I, like I think he would have stood out even more. Um, and you know, Austin and him still have arguments about who's faster. And oh. Zach, Zach is always like, Hey, you might be bigger and stronger, but you ain't catching me. And, you know, it was always a competition between him. And I've learned this now being a part of Rogers build is like Austin came through high school and like set some records in track and football. And then Zach came through and like broke most of them. <laughs> so it's just like a little brother kind of taken away from the big brother. Um, but yes, Zach Rogers, definitely underrated. Yeah. First off, I don't know why Austin's saying anything to Zach about speed. Cause <laughs> I, I don't even think as a fan watching and remembering, I don't think that's even a competition, but I will say. Maybe I never, once I got to college and high school, it was, it was done. What'd by that time, like it was decided who was faster, but like yeah. growing up as kids, it was back and forth and Austin being, you know, what, three years older. Right. It's like. Well, I never confirmed that. I, I've never met uh, Zach. Um, I've never talked to him, but I, I always gain respect from him by assuming one thing. And what it was is I was in the stadium where we were playing LSU that year that they came in and they were number one. And so I was in the student section and it's trips to the side that I was on. And you had Cordero Patterson and maybe Justin Hunter, or maybe it was Derek Rogers and Justin Hunter. I forget who it was because I know CP and Derek weren't on the team, but I remember Zach going, talking to one of them in their ear, like he was telling them what to do. Then he goes to, the other receiver tells them what to do, and then he goes and lines up. And I was like, that is the most, like, typical, like, yeah. white guy receiver yeah. thing. Like, he's smart. He knows what everyone's supposed to do. Heady player, you know, all the cliche things. But I was like, I was like, that has to be so annoying and so frustrating to, like, do that because, like, they're the ones that are going to get all the shine or they're the ones that are going to get more targets and more this, that, and the other. But ever he's since telling, I he's telling them the route to run, so they get the ball. Correct. And ever <laughs> since I ever since I saw that, I was like, just mad respect for him for for doing that, and being such a good teammate. Oh, for sure. For All right. Sure. Next. Next question. Next. Um, let me look through these comments section, see if I can find the ones because I want to be able to shout out people's handles and their names and just let them know that we appreciate it. Um. I did like this one from uh, Daddy Trey. Uh, drinking game idea. Take a sip every time Reed touches his hair. <laughs> oh, incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about hammered. Hammered, oh, Reed. Yeah, you be crashed. <laughs> <sighs> That's incredible. Um, let's see. I didn't write them down. Uh, oh, another one that I did see was – uh, what did people like? What did you think about the brick by brick that oh. uh, that Coach Jones would say? Uh, and I'm sorry that I can't find it right now. 
uh, to shout out the actual person who asked. Well, dude, yeah, it got to a point. You know what I mean? Like it first started, you're like, I don't even understand this. And then he gave each one of us a brick with our name on it. Yeah. When was um, it? And we had it like, like put it above our lockers and, you know, just like building blocks. And then he had the commercial with like state farm that was brick yes, by brick. Yes. Yes. And he's like building the mailbox and then downstairs in our complex, literally the door that we walk through to get inside the fucking mailbox is sitting there like from the TV shoot. And it's just like, all right, this is ridiculous at this point. Like, can we please stop? Wait, where did he put the mailbox? It So there was like a loading dock area. There's a loading dock area uh, below the complex uh-huh. just in case we need things. And that was yeah. where everybody walked in. Because that was the closest parking spot and closest to the locker room. And it was literally just sitting down there in a loading dock for months. And it was right when the commercial was coming out. And it's just like, God, I mean, how cliche can we be? We have a State Farm commercial now about brick by brick and the freaking thing sitting right here. Like, trying to act like that was somebody's mailbox. <laughs> They're building <laughs> Uh, So it got old hey, fast. I, I, you know, you know. You know me, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't like much. Like I, there's just, but I will say I did slightly think the commercial when he first took the job was kind of hype <laughs> when it's like, when it's like, when it, when he's like, uh, they said it's too far of an uphill climb. They said that they can't get back to prominence. They can't, um, you know, they said that, they'll they'll never be what they were and then he was like and i said when can i start but it was like like it was it was kind of cool because of how they did it the music the lighting and all that stuff and i was like yeah you can start if you want to be here we want you and then and then i watched like five of his games i'm like this guy sucks (laughs) listen like anybody else you buy in so even if you're a player you buy in to start with and it takes some time to really get to the point where you're out of sorts. Um, But I think that goes back to like the respect question of the pins and needles, like being around Butch Jones. It's like, yeah, he would go off and from a zero to a hundred for sure. But I mean, if you like, if he's lying to you about these motivational things and he's coming up with this cheesy stuff, it's like, how much respect do I have behind those outbursts? Yeah. So, yeah, the, yeah that's kind of like where you're at. Hey, um, so, so, hold on, hold on. I found one. Ball guy found- 23. Ball okay. guy 23. Fan question. What do you all do for work? And do you use your degrees for it? I, <laughs> I just now saw that again. I loved I loved when I first saw that the first time. Um, and I did reply telling him that, we would answer it. Well, first off, you've already said what you did. That yes. And and my my degree is in sports management. So, no, I do not use my degree. I work in construction. Uh, that has nothing, nothing to do with it. So, well, yeah, you work in construction, but you're a project manager. You're not out there. Yes, like, I'm a project manager. So I oversee like the home being built, the renovation happening. I call all the subs i plan i schedule that, that that is what i am doing so that is some management 
It's definitely management. This is my first management job. I was a general manager at D1 Knoxville. So I've definitely managed before. Um, but there's managing. I don't know about sports managing, but there is managing. Yeah. Needless to say, Rogers Build might be a little bit better ran than D1 Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little uh, that's a little inside joke between Kyler and I. Um <laughs> So anyways, uh, yeah, and you got your master's, um, which people may not know, but you got your master's, I guess, your last year at UT. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you wanted to play in the NFL. You played the NFL a little bit, and then the Canadian League, and then you came back, and, you know, you've been doing some different stuff, but you're doing Rogers Build, and then, you know, obviously doing this, because maybe one day Kyler wants to see his big pretty face on TV or doing media. Yeah, um, man. So for me, I did, I got a degree from UT. I think somebody on here thought that I graduated from Memphis and was just a UT fan. I just went to Memphis for a year to play football. And when I said, hey, we just went one and 11, like I think our coach is, so they had just hired Larry Porter. He was, uh, he was the nation's top recruiter when he was at LSU. He was a Memphis guy. He's a Memphis running back. So I'm like, dude, this guy's going to be here at least three years. But he was so der- terrible. They blew him out after two years. So if I had known, that Justin Fuente was coming in, I may have stayed, but I couldn't stand Coach Porter. He was horrendous. Um, but uh, yeah, so I came back and graduated from UT. I graduated with um, a degree in political science and a minor in communication, all because I wanted to go to law school. I did take some law class, summer law classes at LMU, Lincoln Memorial, before I got a job offer. And I was with a company for six and a half years, and it was all logistic, it was staffing for logistics personnel. And now I'm with a new company as of February, and it's still staffing. So, I mean, reads in HR. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, I mean, I used to do uh, some HR for for my last position. This I don't do as much HR stuff now, but I use my I mean communications degree. But let's be honest, unless you're a doctor or like, you know, going to be if you're I mean, you, can, you can pretty doctor, much doctor. Engineer, lawyer. That's it. That's all you need to school in for. Everything else, you you honestly don't even have to go to college. You just got to have your shit together and can talk to people. And you can make it. Yeah, but being an attorney, you can get like a math degree and go to law school. Like you don't have. No, but you need law school is what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah, like you need the schooling. Everything else, it's like you don't actually need the schooling. You just got to be organized, put together, d- know how to do your shit and personable. Yeah. And, and I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, like I didn't get good grades in, in high school because I was just being a clown. That's yeah. what I'm good at doing. But it was like so biology. Like, people who think people who think college is hard, like I'm not saying it can't be hard if you're taking difficult courses like engineering or what all or, or you know, whatever the other things may be. But like, if you just go and take political science and communications or, you know, what, at least I can speak on those two because I took them. And listen, I paid my way through college with student loans and then work to pay. So, and then I played college football for a year. So I knew how it was to be a college or a student athlete. I knew what it was like to work through. The school itself is just super, super easy. If you just show up and just halfway try, like you should easily pass college. Literally show up, introduce yourself to the teacher. And that's it. Like, you'll get some stuff from showing up. You'll pick up something. 
study for the test, you're good. I mean, if people can get drunk every day and still graduate college, then it's not that hard. Like, it used to blow my mind. People were like, oh, yeah, I'm going out on Tuesday. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, I have full padded practice tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're right at the 50-minute mark. I don't know if there's another one that you want to answer. We can continue answering more next week, but that's just kind of – this one's Yeah, just I been think a- that was good. There was, like, I think one other that was about, like, Coach Pitt at Arkansas. So, I mean, it doesn't have to do with Tennessee at all, but he is a very good coach. I very much enjoyed him as an offensive line coach. Coach Jones did not bring him on because he had no idea who he was. It was, you know, when Dooley got fired is when Coach Pitt got fired. Um, But guys wanted Coach Pitt, like the older guys, Juwan James, Zach Fulton, James Stone, they asked if Coach Pitt could stay. So that just tells you kind of the coach he is, but I am not surprised he is having success in Arkansas at all. Yeah, you, you um, said that. I mean, you've said it on the podcast before. You've said it a bunch. You knew that he was going to be successful there because of how he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, I thought that was a great pod. I thought there were some good stories in there. Even if sometimes we did not talk about Tennessee, you guys got to know us a little better. Um, appreciate you guys watching and listening, you know, the best. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe, like notification bell. If you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, rate and review, it helps us so much. Uh, follow us on social media at believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, uh, at our bacon 26 for read at Kyler Curbison, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them the same. And please leave comments please reach out to us on those social medias and ask questions. This is so much fun to us. Like getting to answer you guys' questions is awesome. So please keep doing that. Uh, And just always appreciate you guys. As always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.